Good morning, Cherub. Good morning, Heather. Hello and welcome to the Cherub Chats podcast. I'm your host, Guardian Angel and Big Sis, Heather Michelle, and this is my dog, Jenner. Um, and welcome to episode number 12. You're probably like, Heather, last episode was 10. What is going on? So I was counting wrong, actually. Last episode was technically number 11, making this one 12. I'm not going to get mad. Did we skip angel number 11? Yes. But we're one episode closer to reaching the 1% of podcasters, which is kind of insane. If you have 21 episodes of your podcast, you are in the 1% because most people don't even make it that far and we're like kind of halfway there. So I'm just going to take the win and just skip one episode. Well, I didn't technically skip it, but you get what I'm saying. We're going to be talking about fashion and how to find your personal style. But before we do, of course, please don't forget to rate, comment, review. It really helps out this podcast as well as other cherubs find our little community. So if you could just take literally 0.5 seconds to do that. I would love you forever. Okay, but to this week, our cherubs asked a couple questions. How to get unstuck in your job. Would you have your children in activities even if it's breaking the budget? How to deal with in-laws. Getting out of an eight to five mindset and be financially free. Um, Money management and time management tips. Guy questions and more guy questions. So of course, as always, we're going to answer all those dilemmas at the end. So stay tuned if you are curious. But yeah, we're going to be talking about style and fashion from the conception of this podcast. I wanted it to be a good mix of like mental health and personal growth, motivation, as well as like lifestyle, fashion, fitness, uh, just like everything that I'm interested in um and I I haven't hit that yet like oh not my booby flashing sorry I'm in my robe today I just feel like it's kind of fun a fun vibe because before I get ready I'm always in my robe and when I'm getting ready I kind of ask myself how am I feeling today and that is the first part of finding your personal style is channeling your emotions and then using fashion as a way to express your feelings and your identity and your creativity and I think that's the part of fashion that people miss is I feel like people want to emulate someone who they perceive to be a fashionable person you want to be yourself in every single way and I always want to promote authenticity in every single way possible and one of the biggest ways I am able to express that is through my fashion every day and I don't know if this is a Gemini thing or what but I treat every day as if I'm getting dressed for a new role as a new character because every every day you kind of technically are a new person you've never been this old experienced this day of this year before and each day brings new emotions even if it's a similar emotion like let's say you're feeling sad and you've been sad before but you've never been sad for this specific reason for this specific day and you also now have knowledge that you haven't had before all that to say um you want to express yourself with your clothing. Sometimes if I'm feeling really fun and talkative and bubbly, I'll wear more Y2K 
style clothing. I'll wear, you know, flirty dresses or skirts and fun shoes and heels. And if I'm feeling a little bit more reserved, maybe I don't feel like talking, I feel like being left alone, I will wear more minimalist clothing. Um, if I'm feeling like being active, maybe I'm going up and down the city and all right, all around or whatever it is, I might wear a little bit more street style, baggy, sporty clothing. Um, so I think that's an important thing to realize is that this is not necessarily about fitting into a niche style. It should be just dressing up as who you feel like you are that day and it will change daily. And you know, I admire the people that have one very set style and you can see an outfit and be like, oh, that is so Rachel, whatever. Um, I wish I could be like that. And I feel like in the space of social media and pictures and videos and being on brand, it is easier to do that. But I feel like it would be so inauthentic to me to not be able to flex every single day like who I am what I want to dress like the colors I feel like wearing there's this girl on TikTok who is about styling your words and she basically says like do I want to be sexy put together da 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 I love that uh style of styling and I completely agree however I would almost say like pick more personality traits versus style traits so I would say I'm really fun and bubbly I'm also really polarizing and I I am a little flirty um maybe not with like the opposite gender but I'm just flirty with life I'm just like kind of fun and bubbly and giggly oh maybe that's the same thing so I think a big part of me is, of my style is um I love juxtapositioning and I love doing like a sporty t-shirt with heels or cargo pants with a fitted top like I like to balance things out and now knowing that I'm a Libra rising it makes so much sense but um and also as a Gemini I see both sides of a situation and so I really love really masculine styles and I love really feminine styles and so I love mixing those together in my daily style so no matter if I'm dressing preppy y2k girly business casual uh fucking soccer aesthetic I don't even know all the fucking aesthetics that I like but um, in every day, no matter what my aesthetic is for the day, I try to balance it out a little bit with things on the opposite ends of the scale. So think about what your personality is and what would describe you and maintain those while you're kind of playing around with your style. The next part of it is getting inspiration is there a person that you are really inspired by? Is there a time frame? Is there a movement, a movie, music? There's so many things that can inspire your fashion taste. And I feel like I get my inspiration from growing up and what I saw on TV and movies, early 2000s, Y2K, um, RBD. Just like I love becoming the person that I admired in my childhood that's a big 
part of my style. I also get a lot of inspiration off of Pinterest, which you guys know I love Pinterest. I probably reference it in every single fashion video. Things that you couldn't even think of that other people do and it's okay to get inspiration as long as you're not copying literally every single element. Like I think the key is to just make sure you're getting inspiration and you're not completely like copying an outfit which as a content creator on tiktok sometimes that is a trend on tiktok like recreating this pinterest look which i think is fine because you're showing everybody like where you got the inspiration but i think in your real life it kind of it kind of gets sticky when you start verbatim recreating everything yeah getting inspiration maybe from old magazines new magazines runway uh even other cultures, your culture, as long as you're not like culturally appropriating or anything, but um, maybe put together a mood board on Pinterest of all the different people and then eras and the movies and everything that inspires you and put it together to kind of get a really solid identity of what you are trying to evoke. Another way to find your style is to find your color palette. I used to make the mistake of buying like deep plums and burgundies and they're stunning on the rack but on my skin I just feel like it does me no favors it like blends in I have olive toned skin and like jewel tones deep tones like that just don't look good on me they're definitely maybe for a fairer girl I thrive off of brighter colors a bright red a bright blue an orange a hot pink um or I stick to neutrals black white beige cream like all that shit is my jam and I noticed that when I would get you know maybe darker deeper moody colors like olive and burgundy I would not wear them because I didn't feel good in them. And so now I know my color palette and I tend to stick in that color palette. And in different seasons of my life, I really, really stick to a certain color palette. Like sometimes I would only buy pink and white and black. But obviously I've, I've ventured out now and I just know like in general, I need a little bit of a brighter color to pop on this Latina skin. But yeah, figure out what that is. I think there's tests on TikTok. You can test, take tests on the internet. You can pay a professional to really get your colors going and then keep that in mind. And then when you do that, a lot of the times it's easier to mix and match within your wardrobe because all the colors go together. You know what I'm saying? Making sure you're starting off with a good base of basics, which this week on YouTube, I'm actually going to be sharing my capsule wardrobes and your wardrobe must haves for fall, but just in general. And you guys can watch that video to see everything that I recommend. Obviously, those essentials differ from person to person. Some things are so basic, like a white t-shirt. Everybody with any style needs a white t-shirt, but then depending on your particular style it's like what's the fit what's the texture what's the material are you street style it's going to be baggy are you more clean cut and preppy it's probably going to be boxier of a fit if you're maybe y2k it's going to be like a little baby tee just getting yourself a nice basic wardrobe and then you can start building on top of that with more fun pieces okay and my last tip is be aware that the style that you have today is not going to be the style that you have forever, even when you base it off of who you are as a person and these inspiration points. 
your style is going to change. And I know it is kind of a little tricky with trying to be sustainable, as sustainable as possible. You want to make these things last for life, but you're not the same person your whole life. Therefore, your style is not going to be the same your whole life. And it's okay. And sometimes I feel kind of guilty because the pieces that I had seven years ago, I'm starting to feel like they're not representative of who I am anymore. And that's okay. I We had a good run. I wore them for seven years. It wasn't just a wore it once and threw it away type of thing. Um, so there needs to be a balance between not consuming trends and only wearing things once, but also letting yourself shed that skin and, and move on to different styles without feeling guilty about consuming. It's just a part of life. The same goes for furniture. The same goes for makeup. The same goes for styling tools. The same goes for even people in your life. Like It would be kind of silly to expect that as you change for everything else to stay the same. It's kind of like a crab. A crab is constantly going in and out of different shells because they're growing and the shell is no longer big enough to maintain the little crab. And of course, have fun with it. It's gonna, you're going to put together an outfit that you love one day and then the next day you see it, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? But don't let that cringe stop you from experimenting because who hasn't cringed at one point of their life? Like, If we did everything today to not cringe in 10, 20 years, we wouldn't be even living authentically to who we are today. And we don't know who we're going to be in 20 years. So why are we living for that person? You know what I'm saying? Like, just live authentically to who you are today and fucking cringy pictures be damned. You know, there's so much shit that I wore in fucking middle school and high school. Everyone said I was so fashionable. And of course, now looking back, I'm like, ew, what the fuck was I thinking? And there's things that I'm sure our parents wore that they're cringing. And some of us are like, wow, that was kind of a sick look. So it's constantly evolving, like our thought of what's cool and what's not cool and what's trendy and what's chic and what's stylish. So just let yourself play. Just let yourself evolve and everything else will fall in its place. Okay, now on to our cherubs questions. And I am currently charging my phone this time. So we're going to be answering all of the questions. Um, question number one, how to get unstuck when you're not miserable, but also not completely at peace. I feel like when you're kind of in this blah state, you're not doing something that's lighting you up. And as I've mentioned in an episode prior, like some people don't want their work to be their passion and that's completely fine, but then you need to find that passion elsewhere. Is there an organization that you want to volunteer at? Is there a project you want to start? Is there um, a goal that you want to start working towards? Those little things make our human experience like so fun and exciting, you know? And as much as we all want like this easy, peaceful, blissful life, it's like sometimes bliss is boring, especially if you grew up from a toxic, chaotic family. Sometimes it can be uncomfortable. So even at a point where it's like, ah, I'm making, you know, six, seven figures and I have the dream house and I have the dream husband and I have the dream kids and the dogs and the, th- and the body and this, it's like, then what? I feel like we as humans just thrive on constantly like working on ourselves, working towards something. So find something that's going to light you up and get you excited to work towards something. All right, this is what the cherubs had to say about that. Find a new passion, occupy your mind and give some new meaning to your everyday life. I found being miserable was when I was bored 
Find something that you can be excited for, but also call your own and do by yourself. Yes, I completely agree. Um, And you know, just like I was talking about style, these things that light you up are going to cycle out. Sometimes things are going to excite you and then you're going to get over it. And it's fine to like shed those hobbies and shed those phases and don't think of it as quitting. It's just like, okay, well, that's my journey that was over and now I'm on to a new journey. Um, Okay, next question. Would you keep having your children in activities even if it's breaking your budget? That is a tough one because I know a lot of parents probably experienced poverty growing up and so you want to give your kids what you didn't have growing up like I didn't do any extracurriculars because money was short and although I wish I could have done it I understand it wasn't possible in the in the way that I wanted it to be but there's constantly like free things going on I mean there's like the YMCA even if that's not free it's really really inexpensive but you can even organize like a little club within your neighborhood of kids that are similar age and maybe like pass the baton of the parent who watches it happen there's tons of you know, fun activity ideas to do on Pinterest. I mean, I'm not a mom, so I don't necessarily know the depth of that, but I've seen like on some mommy vloggers, like they set up little activities in the house for their kids. Now, I don't know how old your kid is, but obviously the level of interest will vary on their age. But sometimes schools actually have uh, low-income programs within extracurricular activities so I would maybe go to the coach and explain your situation I don't know if your kids in sports but let's assume your kids in sports go to the coach and be like hey this is my situation I see you know potential in my child like is there any way we could get a lower rate for this sport or something you could do a fundraiser there's lots of different creative ways to get around it but I will say I would not go into a hole to keep my kids in activities. I feel like in America, it's all about keeping up with the Joneses, but honestly, fuck the Joneses because they're not going to be putting food on the table when paying for football caused your food budget to go down, you know, and I don't think we should be going in debt for things like I'm a full believer. Like if you can't afford it all right now, you should not be doing something. And if that means not having Starbucks and if that means not doing Spotify or if that means you know if, the, if your kid really wants to be in these extracurriculars then, then maybe that means we don't buy new shoes this school year and I know as a like as a parent I can only imagine like you don't want to restrict your kid but sometimes that's the reality of things like I remember when we were buying our house we were trying to save up and my coworker was like you don't have Spotify premium and I'm like I'm trying to buy a house. Literally every penny counts. Um, answer for number two, there's plenty of activities to do at home with household items, stuff they already have. You can also look up TikTok accounts with activities. I'm a single mother to a three-year-old with very low income. TikTok account helped me. that helped me was Kristen.twami. Hope this helps. Kristen is K-R-I-S-T-I-N dot T. W-O-M-E-Y. That's amazing, actually. Yeah, and now with TikTok, I feel like things are so creative. One cherub said, I wouldn't have children. LOL. I'm dead. (laughs) Girl. 
how to deal with your future in-laws in a respectful way. I actually have an entire episode on family, toxic family, and I talk about in-laws in that episode, so go check that one out. How to get out of an 8 to 5 mindset. I feel I was, wait, how to get out of an 8 to 5 mindset. I want to feel free, but financially feel stuck. Um, you're probably not alone. A lot of people, especially right now, feel that way. Um, you have to make sacrifices now to feel financially free in the long term. Um, like the wants, they need to get cut out if you want to feel financially free. The name brand, this, that, the third needs to get cut out if you want to feel financially free. Don't want to feel financially stuck. In the long run, you need to make sacrifices in the short run. Um, and I hate to say it because I love coffee, but a lot of us spend a lot of money on coffee, on eating out. First step of feeling free is like making sure that you are out of debt, that you have savings, and then like you can start investing. And then when you have a little cushion, then you can maybe think about going somewhere where you feel a little bit less constricted to your normal eight to five for little things after work to look forward to or change hours at work for earlier that's a great great tip yeah and like if you are able to start a little side hustle without feeling completely drained definitely start and then you can scale it to be greater whenever you do leave that like eight to five mentality Money management and time management in the life you want. Kind of like I said before, just prioritizing your long-term goals um, over your short-term wants. A lot of us, I think it's because we feel like, oh my gosh, I work so hard. Like the least I can do is treat myself to this little $7 coffee. And it's like, well, $7 every day for the next week times four weeks times a like, that's a lot of money going out. Like what could you have invested using that money or not even invested? What could you have paid off? Are you in debt in any way, shape or form? As far as time management goes, I love time blocking and I have this, uh, time blocked journal that I use every day. It's linked in my Amazon storefront if you'd like, but um, just making sure that you are sticking to that instead of just being like a vague idea of, oh, well, today I want to clean out the pantry. Okay, well, from 9 to 10, you're cleaning out the pantry. From 11 to 12, you're restocking. This next herb asked, my boyfriend and I have always worked together. Fortunately, I have a great job opportunity and will be quitting my job that I work with him. I feel sad knowing that I won't be working together anymore. I feel sad knowing we won't be working together anymore. I'm afraid we will get distant or he will get close with someone else at work. I need help finding some positivity in this situation. Girl, the positivity is that you're going to have shit to talk about. And I get like you probably did get close at work and there's a lot of time. But instead of having time in which you are not giving full attention, now you're going to be having quality time outside of work where it's just you and the person and you're going to have shit to talk about. What, how was work today? And now you actually don't know how was work today and they can tell you or they can tell you the cheesement without you even being involved in the drama and you can tell them about your new job venture, you know? I feel like 
it's, yeah, I don't know that I could even work with my husband because I feel like we need time and there's, there needs to be something that each person is working individually towards to then come together and be excited about. So I think that is the positive in the situation. Like, congrats, girl, you got away. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm sure it'll be an adjustment, but I think it'll be good. Ideally, in a relationship, you're going to spend your life together, whether you're working or not. You'll still see them. It could be good to give you more discussion points to be more excited to see each other at after work. I completely agree with this, Cherub. Being separated is good, especially at work. When you get home, you can gossip about all the silly little things he knows nothing about. Hope your story. Uh, hope your story telling. Why can I not talk? Hope your storytelling skills are up to par, girl. Gotta spill the tea now. However, if you have the fear of him doing something and being near him is the only way to fix, then that's a bigger issue we should be working out. Yes, ma'am. Like, why do you not trust him? Is that a you problem or a him problem? Either way, you gotta work it out. Talking about boundaries, setting updates so you feel seen and understanding what reassurance you'll need when feeling uneasy. Co-dependence probably wasn't the goal when you started working together, so let's try little small steps to make sure we handle that big of a change. This cherub popped off. You never want to work out. Like when you're sitting on the couch comfy, sitting in your cozies, you never want to work out. But after you get over the initial like first step, like get off the couch, change into workout clothes, then you get to the gym and you work out, it's always like, damn, this was a good time. I had fun. I feel good. Why was I procrastinating? And then you regret that knot in your stomach that you got from procrastinating. And that's how literally everything in my life is. Recently, I've been feeling that way about podcasting. I don't know why, but like I've been procrastinating and it's like when I get here, when I'm talking with you guys, I'm having so much fun and you know, I like editing when I get to do the editing. I love it. And I'm like, why did I even procrastinate? Like I should, I could have avoided that feeling in my stomach the whole time, but yeah, just, I need to remind myself. And that could be the same thing with, you know, gaining independence is like, maybe you need to grab a, a drink or a little happy hour with your new coworkers and leave your spouse or your partner to hang out with his, you know, or your guys's old coworkers. And it's going to feel like a little knot in your stomach, like FOMO, like fuck, am I missing out? But you're going to have fun with your new people. You're going to have fun, you know, getting closer over talking over your days. Like it's going to be, you're going to have fun and I'm excited for you. And this is an amazing step, I think, in the direction of a healthy relationship. I went on a day with the guy my cousin set me up with. We hit it off and lost track of time. I failed to let my mom know I was going out because she knew, because I knew she'd act out. So I shot her a text. All hell broke loose and she called my job. My friends and drove out to get me. I want to see this guy again. I feel I messed it up all for myself. <gasps> oh my God, the drama. No, because this is literally what my mom would do. Like she was psycho crazy and the right guy will understand. And I married the right guy. Like, the right guy will have sympathy for you, understand, like, parents be fucking crazy. Even if their parents are not crazy, like, his parents are completely normal and not, like, uberly controlling in that way that Hispanic parents are. And he got it. And he was Team Heather from the get-go. Like, I don't know how you're doing it. Props to you. I'm your support. Da-da-da-da-da. 
So I would reach back out and be like, hey, sorry, like I kind of have a, you know, a crazy mom, da, da, da. And if his response is understanding, then he's the right one. And if he's not, and he's like, yo, I can't deal with that. What are you, a baby? Then I don't need you in my life. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I feel like the right person will understand. And they will get it and they will support you through it. Um, but this is what the cherub said. All you can do is be honest with him. Try to meet up for an open and honest chat and discussion so you can get your side out and understand his side. It may be tough, but worth it. Um, yeah, completely agree. Cherubs, you guys are great minds think alike. And the cherub club and I, mother cherub, really do be sharing one brain, I think. And like in a good way, not like we lack brain. In a good way, not like we lack brain cells, but we just have one huge mega brain and we all think very similarly. <laughs> and I relate to you guys and you guys relate to me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you want to hear from me next. Let me know if you like this episode. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram so that you can participate in next week's Ask Your Angels so I can help you answer your dilemmas. And make sure to subscribe to my YouTube where I'm officially a partner. I'm screaming. Um, follow me on TikTok, Instagram. Be my bestie for the restie. Um, but thank you guys so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you. And I love you. And I hope you have an amazing week. I love you. Bye. Oh, and remember, you're never alone when you're part of the Cherub Club.